0: Set, places, everybody, and action. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies, and we're coming at you today with a rough cut. So, A Rough Cut is a special episode that we bring to you every once in a while, where we discuss a movie that is in theaters, which, um, a little different now, because most theaters are closed, if you are inclined to go to a theater, um, when they open, we don't recommend it, but, um... Now they have movies that are available to you at the house. So on this episode, we're talking about Miss Juneteenth from 2020, directed by Channing Godfrey Peoples. Um, so with Rough Cuts, it's more of a looser conversation than what we're typically doing.
1: Um, yeah, we usually keep it light. Sometimes we say that and then we go for I don't know how long. But this is we're going to keep it light, y'all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just so
1: we, we encourage people to go see the movie.
0: Yeah. So with things being how they currently are, um, a lot of movies are being released, direct, um, video on demand. So Miss Juneteenth is available through most movie outlets. Um, you can rent them. I know I rented it um, at the house because, you know, I'm at the house. Um, (laughs) And it was, yeah, like, I encourage everybody to be at the house. Um, (laughs) And this was a very delightful movie going experience at the house. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Um, So, Ashley, do you want to share, like, what this movie is about?
1: Yes. So, um, this movie is about um, a mother named Turquoise Jones. She lives in Fort Worth, um, Fort Worth, Texas. And she is a former winner of the Miss Juneteenth pageant, which is held um, every year um, and it's a, a beauty pageant that is um, basically made for young black girls who um, want a scholarship. Um, they get a scholarship to whatever um, historically black college or university of their choosing. And she is trying to get her daughter into the pageant um, so that she too can like kind of have this opportunity because right now um, they're kind of. I don't wanna say like I guess they're like kinda of going through it would be the best time because Turquoise is working like two jobs. Um, her and her husband are currently separated. Uh and so there's kind of like a lot of tension going on there. So she's just trying to make everything work while also um kinda of, I guess kinda of reconcile with her own past and trying to give her daughter like a better future. Um, so there's a lot happening for like a movie that's like an hour and a half like, there's a lot that goes on in it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the basic gist. Uh if you were, you know, awake alive um this past week or a couple weeks now, by the time we put out this episode, uh, there was like a lot more attention given to Juneteenth, which is kind of interesting. Um coming from me as a person that lives in Texas uh. <laughs> and has celebrated Juneteenth before. It ain't never been like this before, child. So I actually watched this on Juneteenth, um, which kind of made it a little bit more special. Um But yeah, I mean let's talk about that.
0: Let's I was gonna say let's get into it.
1: Let's get into
0: it, y'all. Cause I I feel a lot of different ways. And I know you feel a way too, because shit is weird. Like I feel like we can't talk about a lot of stuff without bringing this up. Um, I feel weird about Juneteenth being a Southern Southern woman from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Um, (laughs) I'm a Southern woman from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. All I know... For the most part like is cleveland ohio but i have roots in the south like my people are from mississippi alabama i went to hbcus in um georgia and north carolina so i'm familiar with the south um i primarily like i have previous knowledge to of juneteen than like last week um it's something that we've had like in Cleveland, we had like Juneteenth celebrations um, over the last couple of years. Um, I haven't attended any of them, but it is like a celebration that we've had in the city for at least the last five, six years, maybe a couple more than that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it, it's kind of weird to see it be, Given this kind of a tension now when racism has existed this whole time and people like in connection to Juneteenth, like people were acting like racism just showed up at their house that week. And they had to be like, yo, you gotta get the fuck out. Like, you gotta get all your shit. You gotta pack racism. You gotta pack up your suitcase. You can't stay here no more. Like, racism wasn't in their fridge the, ne- the previous day. Like, it was just, like, really weird. And it was mm-hmm. also kind of weird to see people other places doing I don't know. Cause, like, I'm from Ohio. And I know it was different for you being from
1: Texas right I mean for me so when I first heard about Juneteenth I probably heard about it from my uncle um when we were living in Florida because I was born in Florida I was not born in Texas um but I have lived in the south my entire life I've only lived in Florida and um Texas so I am like a southerner like even though my entire family is mainly from up north like I have not lived up north I consider myself a southerner um down to my very core so <laughs> uh, the first time I heard about Juneteenth I was really young I had to be in Florida my uncle worked for or worked with like this African-American um like cultural center that was in um in Fort Myers where he lived and he used to make us go there all the time and at the time I was kind of just like I hated talking about slavery and I hated talking about like stuff that had to do with it just because I went to a school that was like I was the only black girl like in my entire grade and so like when people would talk about black history and stuff I felt very much like on the spot and in the spotlight and I didn't like it because like I don't really like being you got to give me some notice (laughs) before you put me like give me any sort of like a lot of attention especially like that kind of attention now i've I've grown up and i feel like a way more comfortable with like of course like talking about it and stuff but at the time i was kind of like okay cool like that's that's fine (laughs) and then um like moving here like we've had juneteenth like barbecues or at least we'll have like some sort of recognition i don't know if it's necessarily because, we're like, we're not really, like, heavily involved with, like, church and and stuff like that here. And, like, it's only... Like, we don't have a lot of family here. It's really, like, only me and, like, my mother and my grandmother. Like, we don't really have, like, a big connection with other people. So, I feel like we don't celebrate it as much. But, like, in my youth, like, going to, like, church and stuff, like, when I, when I did go to church fairly regularly, like, we did have acknowledgments about Juneteenth and stuff. And so, I, I never felt as it... I mean... I feel like as I've gotten older that I've realized more about, like, the significance of it being, like, a very Texas holiday because it did have to do with, like, Texas. It wasn't, like, everybody was free at once. It wasn't, like, all of a sudden somebody snapped their fingers and, like, we all just kind of (laughs) got to, like, you know, leave the plantation. Like, it was very much... um, it's really for me. It's the it's the cruelty of it, of having people still work for like two more years, and people just like fuck that shit. We don't give a fuck what Abraham Lincoln got to say. We still gonna have these slaves out here, and then now, um, with the whole sort of commodification of it. Um, commodification of racism in general and people trying to like take over Black Lives Matter in a way that annoys the fuck out of me because like now it's just like people are kind of making everything into like a meme and I just don't like like that shit like you can't take one goddamn thing seriously and I love a meme everybody pretty <laughs> knows I love a meme we we, <laughs> I mean,
0: we love it we love I mean, memes the... but like listen
1: I be in the group chat with my memes, ready, but, like, it just annoys the fuck out of me. And then now people are trying to turn it into, like, a whole sort of, like, this is for every black person around the world. And it's just like, y'all, like, when it comes to individually specific parts of the diaspora, <laughs> like, when it comes to certain holidays for other people, like, I don't get involved with other people's holidays because that's not... That's not something for me. Like, I'm not going to celebrate your Independence Day because, like, I, it's not my Independence Day. I mean, shout out to you. Big ups to you. But, like, I'm not going to get involved because that's not mine. And, and then to see other people being like, oh, okay, cash app. <laughs> like, I'm like, girl, no. And then, like, you see that you can tell that, like, people have not really sort of sat with the significance of it. Um... And sort of had to like really like think about like what that means beyond it just being, you know, freedom, like symbolic freedom. Because, you know, if you really sit back and look at it, we're still not really free um, in a greater sense. But you really can see like people just being like, oh, okay we free? Yeah. But then like, I've been selling T-shirts and blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, it's it's not... That's what it irritates me about it. And it's not trying to me me trying to be like exclusionary. It's just kind of like, have you really sat down and thought about this?
0: Yeah. It's it so. is a lot to grapple with.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's a lot.
0: And I'm like I feel like it's more of a geographically specific celebration. Um and I also feel like it has the potential of being di- like many people have said before. It has the potential of being diluted from its original intent. Like what it the the, the whole significance of it is mm-hmm. going to lose its meaning over time.
1: Yeah, like even like so. It was so funny is that I was gonna take the day off. I didn't even really consider like, oh, it's Juneteenth or whatever. When I was, the, I was just like, I need a day off. And that day is, <laughs> that day is the 19th. I'm taking that day off. And then we got an email from, um, you know, higher ups or whatever. Like, okay, well, we're having a day of reflection. You can either take the 12th off or you can take the 19th off. And in parentheses, you know, 19th is Juneteenth. And I was like, hold the phone. <laughs> because the person that it was coming from was from Chicago (laughs) I was like what do you know about Juneteenth and then it just became like a whole thing like the whole basically the whole company was taking off the Juneteenth and I was like what did you do to deserve this holiday off (laughs) and I I was just very irate the more I thought about it I was like girl (laughs) And And I know it's going to be awkward if you just say, okay, all the white people have this day off or whatever. I get that. But it's just kind of like, girl, I don't want y'all to Cinco de Mayo this shit. That's my whole thing.
0: And I I also feel like it could be a thing where if you are black, then you celebrate Juneteenth because we don't know. You know what I'm saying? What What do you mean by that? So, like, not, like, we don't know, like, Black people, but, like, mm-hmm. you've seen how many, like, corporate, brand, like, brand messages about Juneteenth from companies oh. that did not oh. give a fuck about Black people prior to the last couple of weeks. Like, right. they had yeah. no messages geared toward their Black users or audience or... um fans or anything but all of a sudden you had like juneteenth messages so like companies offering this day off or like elon musk saying we now give everybody this day off even though you have to take it as a paid day off like
1: that's see and that's the other thing too i didn't even get the day off for real for real <laughs> I got to, I still had to bill it so like it wasn't necessarily one of my days off but it was like I was still like wait so this is so can't count this against me in
0: some way and <laughs> it, it could be like a thing that we assume that you celebrate it because you're black
1: yeah and yeah that's true cause Naira Ray celebrates Juneteenth like that so it's kinda like I don't know. It, it, the thing is, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. But honestly, at this juncture, I would rather them just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me and my other black people <laughs> alone.
0: And really, totally it. the old like honestly, the like this, the last, I guess. Before we even start talking about this actual movie, the last couple of weeks have been very frustrating in a lot of different ways. On top of like the constant violence, like all it all like all it really takes is for you to have empathy for other people, for you to actually want to empathize and educate yourself at your own volition. You shouldn't have to be pushed into it. You should want to do this for yourself to make yourself a better person. Like that's that that you shouldn't have to be like bullied into it or feel like you have been harassed into it. Like you should want to do this for your own betterment. And I feel like a lot of this is reactionary and not proactive.
1: Right. I feel like a lot of people are like kind of celebrating like, oh, this company said Black Lives Matter. Like that was like the thing for a while. Um, and I get why people were doing that. Um, because a lot of people will say stuff like, okay, yeah, we're horrified by the stuff that's happening. Um, and they would use those words, they would actually like ever say the specifics, which always sends me and then people were like, okay, well, like, what are you doing for your... Your employees and stuff, and then it just became like a whole thing about that in the workplace and and stuff, and then like I don't know, I just I feel like if like you said like since it's reactionary, like it's going to die down. Like I don't know how you can sustain this sort of attitude for very long um, when it doesn't affect you in the long term. And I know, like, a lot of people, too, like, ugh, like, they're worried about cancel culture, quote-unquote. And it's just, like, just because somebody mouths you for, like, a whole day on the internet doesn't mean you're, quote-unquote, like, out of business. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because people will still see it for you regardless. So, like, I don't know what you really are really fucking worried about. But, I don't know, people are just full of shit and I'm over it. (laughs) But I don't want to be so downer. This is a good movie, y'all. This is a really yes. good movie. Um, I just had to get, you know, I feel like we just need to get that off our chests. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I don't want to come across as some, like, Juneteenth, like, expert. Like I said, like, we don't really, like, super celebrate it in my family just because, like, we're not really, I mean, we're so disconnected. Especially now, like, this year, we're so disconnected from everybody and everything else. I'm pretty sure we would have had a barbecue if it was safe to do so, um, or I would have attended a barbecue because we don't be really having people over at the house. But, like, I would have gone to somebody's barbecue or something <laughs> and, and, like, enjoyed the day with my friends and stuff. But, like, we just couldn't do that. Um But I just, like, would like people in the future to, like, kind of really think about it beyond this being some sort of, like, national or, or, or um, some sort of international holiday for like everybody to right? celebrate. Like, it's not really <laughs> that ain't really it. And I know some people said their feelings were hurt because people were like, What the fuck? Like, why are you got your hands out? <laughs> but, like, really, really sit there and think about like why somebody would have that attitude because it is justified. It's a justified attitude, I think. Um, so, we should start, I think. or at least like so like what should we talk about like regarding the movie because i know we said we're gonna keep this light but even though we got heavy but yeah we did get heavy you know we be lying on this shit you know (laughs) we be lying on this shit girl but um yeah like i mean like let's um... i I would like to say can i just say that i like The fact that it came out on Juneteenth, I felt like that felt... That's the thing about this, because, you know, I just said, like, okay, I felt... You know, we feel isolated. I feel isolated, because I'm not about to be out here playing with y'all. Taking my chances and shit like that.
0: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: But I feel like just watching it kind of made me feel more connected to everybody, even though, like, I'm at the motherfucking house. It will be. Forever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At this rate. Um, just seeing people like line dancing and like eating at the um, at the uh, the barbecue and like going out and oh, I was like I want to go out I want to see people. <laughs> so I
0: want to be liking parades like that. <laughs> that's how I felt watching it too. Like I've only been to Texas once and I got to hang out with you and Davlin. <laughs> You and it did. was the best time ever. Like, I don't think I've laughed that much. Like, it was just Listen, nonstop laughter. Like, the Texas whole time. Girls
1: will t- Texas <laughs> girls will take care of you. If y'all come down, we will show you a good time. We will take you to Whataburger. We will just have, you know, we'll have some good-ass tacos. Because I think we went to a Mexican restaurant, Yes. And t- like, we will just show you a good time. Okay? It was so That's much what fun. We like to do down here.
0: it it was so much fun and I was laughing the whole time but like if I had a chance to stay like a little longer like this is like in this movie this would be stuff that I wanted like want to see Mm -hmm. this felt like homey like it felt home like it felt like home like it's something that I want to see take part in and live in Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that like a we community. don't have here. And yeah, that's I what like, I like about the South.
1: It feels like a, it feels like a community. Cause like, I mean, I feel like me and my family are like really like homebodies. Cause like, like I said, like we don't really have a big family here, which like in comparison to my friend, my friend Allison, shout out to her. I don't know if she listens to this, but like sh- she knows she'd be like, Al- or Ashley, do you want to come over? We're having a barbecue, we're having people over, and her whole family is so welcoming because they're not all from here either. She moved down here um, the same year I did. She moved from Massachusetts, um, but she's lived here a long time, and then, like, her cousins and stuff um, have all grown up here, and so, like, we'll be out hanging out, and they just make me feel so welcome because they have a huge family. (laughs) And so, like, I feel very, like, a part of the, like, their group and stuff, and I just, like, miss that feeling of just kind of being around, like, a bunch of people because, even my family, we're so, (laughs) we're all so spread out, and then all we do when we come together is, like, watch TV. (laughs) And so we're we're low-key kind of boring. Um, But I also should say, too, like, this is filmed in Fort Worth, um, Channing Godfrey Peoples is from Fort Worth and that's kind of like a little different for me because let me just tell y'all I cannot state it enough things in Texas are far away from each other <laughs> so like when you say come to Fort Worth I am like listen give me like a few days notice because like me dropping everything and dropping and driving all the way over there um is actually kind of a pain in the ass but I will do it for my friends because um our friend Libby aka the chocolate hippie she lives out in fort worth and we'll go out and um go out with her and stuff we do that like every couple of months um so i don't really have like a good like a complete understanding of like the different neighborhoods in fort worth i think like the south side is like historically like the black part of town which kind of tracks because south dallas is also (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the southern half of Dallas is usually where a lot of black people um, are like our most known black neighborhoods are in Dallas um, we also have North Dallas but that's a whole different story um, so yeah I, I did miss this whole thing it just felt like it felt familiar um, I think is the big thing and just seeing a bunch of people together was really nice um, it's really shot really nice too
0: mm-hmm
1: um, I feel like we don't really get that. We also really don't get movies of black people in Texas. I feel, I'm trying to like rack my brain to think of a movie that's set here, like in the state that has like mostly black people and I can't think of one. Hmm. Cause I mean, like we either have like Latinos, obviously, um, or we have like a lot of white people um in different parts of history because you have like the old west and you have like nowadays but i was like i really don't know that many movies that are set here that have black people like primarily i
0: i really can't think of one either
1: maybe one exists i'm sure someone will tell us but like off the top of my head with my sleep deprivedness um i don't know <laughs> So I actually, I like that a lot. Um, and also that she used people from the state. Yes, she did. She did. (laughs) So (laughs) let's get into this bird ass behavior. No, first let's talk about, um, the girl who plays Kai. Her name is Alexis. Um, I want to say her last name is Chikazie. That's probably not it, but she's from Dallas. This is like her first movie, um, and she, I was watching an interview with her. She did really good. Yes. I think she, she was really cute.
0: Like, she did a really great, like, rebellious teen.
1: Yeah. That wasn't kind of like, damn, I hate you, mom. But, like, also she, you could tell she, like, wanted to be her own person. Um, but she was still sweet. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a 13 situation where you're just like, "Uh." (laughs) lay hands on her, please. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she's from Dallas. She's pretty young. I think she's probably like 18, I think. Um, And then at the same time, you have Kendrick Sampson, who is from Houston. I really appreciated that. I loved how he <laughs> said on Twitter that he uh, <laughs> that he was advocating for him to have like the the Dallas like fade, which is like one of the worst haircuts ever. Um, if y'all aren't familiar, um, the colloquial term is actually a booty <laughs> because it's basically like somebody called it a reverse mullet. I know not a reverse mullet. It would be like a mullet, but it's like, I mean, this is like, this is black people hair. Oh, no.
0: It's like, it's short. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like short
1: in the front, and then it's got kind of like a, kind of a puff, like it graduates into like a, like a, like a shaved up puff in the back. It's not cute. The first time I saw this, I had to be in high school, and I was like, bro, what the fuck? And apparently people still out here with them. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who started it. I don't really, you know. But it's awful.
0: I just looked it up. That's...
1: I talked, girl. (laughs) 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 And I guess, like, people probably do that for a word, too. But, like, that's the interesting thing about, like, the DFWs. Like, we kind of don't really have, like, really big known, like, superstars from like, in music and stuff like that, where you would usually get kind of, like, your fashion sense. Like, I don't really know, like... <laughs> well, I, like, we have, like, local stars and stuff. Um, I think the biggest is probably Darrow, who made a song called Ice Cream Paint Job. Yeah, but banger. Uh, like... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> fresh paint job. Fresh inside. <laughs> 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 it feels right. What you rock it. <laughs> Wait, ain't. From that uh, vine. That vine with that white girl. <laughs> and she be like, yeah. I'm
0: like, uh, yes. <laughs> what a, oh, I don't know if that count. Wait, ain't Lil Will from around now? Or is he from somewhere else? And do he count? Lil Will. Um, the original Dougie. The Dougie iris respect. Oh,
1: yes. I mean, oh, I don't know. Wait, is it Teach Me How to Dougie? Or is it something else? In my Dougie. My <laughs> my oh, my Dougie, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely a Dallas thing, but he's from New Orleans. We have a lot of people who are transplants from New Orleans, so, especially since he's so young, um, but my Dougie is definitely a... And busted,
0: it, and then I tell him, bring it back, okay, sorry. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was all my, no. like... <laughs> freshman year <laughs> yes the Dougie before it teach me how to Dougie the the actual Dougie is like a Dallas like staple but I, I don't know I feel like he claims Houston I don't know I see all kinds of stuff so um I mean we have we have a lot of Houston like people in Texas really go up for like a lot of people in Houston so it's kind of been kind of a struggle for people to get up for people in Dallas, and I don't really understand where we get some of our fashion trends from. I really don't. I don't get it. Um, But that is like a a Dallas thing, for real. I've never seen that anywhere else um, on any parts of this country, (laughs) aside from here. Um, But back to Kendrick. Um, Kendrick.
0: So... I'm so I glad feel like was in this. me and Ashley were very, were the two of very few people who actually like Nathan on Insecure. Yeah, that's
1: so weird to me. People don't like him because he ghosted Issa, but I was like, there's something not quite right in the situation i don't think it's a ghosting per se i think there's something and people were talking about rumors of like mental health issues and stuff and i was like i don't really know if this show is capable um given the way it tried to talk about like bi men and dating men who are bisexual and stuff and i was like that kind of fell a little flat i don't really know for here um with that quite yet um but just now that they've kind of slowly unfolded his story um, in a much slower way than I thought they were going to. Actually, I thought they weren't going to have him back on the show at all. So I was very um, pleased to see him. But also, like, I mean, Texas representation. Please, let's get more of us out
0: there. Yeah. And I'll be
1: making fun of his beard sometimes, but he fine. Mm-hmm. I know he
0: know he fine. <laughs> and I even convinced <laughs> Ashley to watch a Christmas romance. <laughs> she sure did. What's the one where he ghosted the girl? But oh no, the girl
1: ghosted him because yeah. she died. <laughs> she was a ghost. Man. It was literally she ghosted him because she had died. They had gone on a date, and then she had gotten like a car wreck or something, and then she came back as a ghost. And he, it was oh, really he dark. It was no, so it was dark. Like him and, him and another girl were the only two that could like see her and so and they were still like in a relationship which is so weird but you know what i i admire him um like he does he's a lot, he's very outspoken with a lot of issues um which you don't get with everybody especially for someone who doesn't have like a super established career um so i really i like i like him i like him a lot um i was gonna say something else about him He does a good job. Well, you know what, too? Like, I feel like... I'm glad he's in this movie just because, like, I, when I saw him in, like, that other movie, I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, where is this going? <laughs> I like, and, like, I didn't know if Nathan was going to be back on Insecure. So I was like, what's going to happen? I'm never going to see him again. But I like the fact that he's in this. Um, especially since this is a critically acclaimed. Like, that's, um, like, a good step forward for him as an actor. And I just enjoy him. And also, oh, you know what I was going to say? The funny part to me is that people will, like, watch... For some reason, like, on those last two episodes of Insecure, somebody... I saw more than a few people, actually. They were like, why does Nathan talk like that? He talks like he's so sleepy. And I was like, that is... <laughs> that is Texas at its finest. <laughs> All, like, I talk really fast down here, but most people take their sweet ass times <laughs> and he just that's like quentes like he sounds like a lot of people i know who kind of like draw out their words and that's just like the texas accent like not everybody talks like that but i was like that's very familiar to me but somebody's like he talks like he's falling asleep <laughs> so to see him in somewhat like this movie where he's supposed to be in texas and just like all fit i was like thank you it's not like weird for him to be, like, in this element. He sounds exactly how he should.
0: And he has quite a few moments where he shines in this movie. There's one moment in particular, and I was like, oh,
1: yes. Which yes, one? Yes. Which moment? Which moment?
0: I don't want to... Okay. when? Well, he, like,
1: he, we can give, like, maybe we can give, like, a...
0: a my uh, favorite moment of his was he... It was a very... Intense moment. Right like, oh, when he rolled up on that dude. He was like, You a married he, woman. You a married woman. <laughs> he said, like, Please don't do me like that. And you I was like, a married ah! woman. And I was like, I am a married woman. I'm married to you. <laughs> I'm <a> married. <laughs> and I was like he, man, the friend was like bro you can't go back you can't go back can't get locked up we gotta go we gotta go and I was like what's going what is going to happen what's, gonna
1: happen? So much what's bird going to happen in me. that awakens so much bird behavior that awakens so much bird behavior in me I felt like Alicia Keys in that following video remember she went to, in the following video when she what went she- to go in- and <laughs> visit her <laughs> that's not funny we are currently trying to fight that situation but at the same
0: time I was like you know what I was like what's gonna happen oh my god I can
1: evolve into a bird in this moment once I saw the gold fronts like the biome grill and then like the do-rag and I said you know what
0: but he he was really trying to like make a way like he was really trying to make a way for his family and work toward sort of kind of sort of a little bit fixing it a little bit yeah I didn't realize
1: at the beginning that they were like not together I don't know why I thought he was just kind of like a raggedy boyfriend because like something about their interactions seemed like one of those guys like oh y'all broke up but like y'all aren't really broken up and like there's the thing is in the movie that they're separated but they're actually married I don't know why it took me so long to realize that they were married because when he said they were married (laughs) like you're a married woman and I was like wait is she but I missed the whole conversation about the rings and stuff and so I was like oh okay like I because I rewatched it today I actually bought the movie just so I could um have it to refer back to um and also to give you know give the money the movie some you know some love and stuff and um yeah that whole thing kind of went over my head but I was like I mean I get it I would I would ruin my life (laughs) into. <laughs> oh. But I guess we should go back, we should go to like the main character which is Turquoise played by yes, wonderful, yes. immaculate, beautiful, yes. outstanding, talented, yes. gifted, yes. gorgeous, yes. Nicole yes. Um We love you girl. Yes we, we do. I stan personally I feel like she should be in so many things. She's Like, the whole thing with her and, like, Sleepy Hollow is some total bullshit. I don't understand, really, like, why that was even allowed to happen, other than the fact that she's black and she's a woman. Like, I don't, like, on paper, I was reading the article. Did you read the article that she had, I think it was, like, in the Times or something
0: like that? I read most of it, and then I got pissed off because I thought about how excited, like, I was literally excited to watch it for a a couple reasons. Like first of all, I like the Legend of Sleepy Hollow as a story. Yeah, yeah, and I was this is scary. So excited! <laughs> like I was even more excited to watch the TV show because of her. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, she is going to be playing like the protagonist. Like this, this is her show. This is her shit. Like this is about her. Like this right. is Abby Mills' show. So watching the show. And seeing how shitty it is. Like, it's a terrible show. Um,
1: it was a good show, though. was, like, that first, like, couple seasons. And then they, like, did that <laughs> weird shit. Because I used to watch it. And I was like, this is really, like, this is generally interesting. They were building, like, a mythology about, like, her and her sister. And then, like, somewhere.
0: Didn't it only last for, like, th- three seasons? I, I can't remember how seasons. I forget when they, like, took the focus like off of, off of her Abby to put it on Katrina like if you were going to do that like yes Katrina is an important part of Sleepy Hollow the legend but that's not what y'all sold us in the beginning
1: right and like that's just, not what like, y'all did that I don't even think that she should have been on it at all I think they should have just like had her in like flashbacks or some shit but like that whole thing, and then like with the with the guy, the old guy, what was his name? He was like a sorcerer or some shit. He was like super evil. Like once they started doing a whole bunch with that, Walter Bishop
0: from Fringe, John.
1: <laughs> I don't know what his name? name is, girl, but you remember he was like he was basically trying to like bring about the end of the world or some shit. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, also like this is the second season or this yeah it was like the second season. I was like, girl, this is a little bit too we doing end of the world shit too early. I feel like. Um But like that whole thing and then to see that that was basically because she had been sick and they had gotten mad at her for getting sick. And I was like, and they well, made her go to work. And they told her that they kept saying she was difficult. And I was like, she worked while she was sick and then she got sicker. What makes her difficult about that? And then her uh, like, what's his name? Tom Eisen or whatever. Um... He got to be, you know, he got to go and recover and she didn't. And, like, he's on... The last thing I saw him on was, like, Watchmen. He was <laughs> <worker>. <laughs> and he looks so weird with no beard. And that's what I'm like, he could have been a whole bunch of other different and shit. And I wouldn't notice because he's got the gigantic, like, he doesn't have his beard anymore. But just to, like, see that, like, people had, like, blacklisted her. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, like what was the reason? And, like, Sleepy Hollow, I think I started watching it originally because Jon Cho was supposed to be mm-hmm. in it. And, again, bird behavior. But then, <laughs> like, Nicole is so good in the show and i think that show had come out around the same time as like minority report with like megan good and so i think there was kind of like a small trend of like black protagonists being in these kind of like really different shows like sci-fi and like supernatural let me
0: google one more thing because i think another show came around that time too that i watched um almost human (laughs) I think that's oh, the name of the show and yeah, I watched almost, that too and that got cancelled yeah it was it the American version it was um, it was on Fox it was with oh being human, Are you talking about being human? not being human That I watched no. that too but Almost Human was with Michael Ely and Carl, Carl Urban where they were like Michael Ely was a robot <laughs> <laughs> why is that casting so good <laughs> And you, you know me, you know, I was finna to watch it. It's, those, it's those eyes.
1: <laughs> I and remind like, you of that Vine, not that Vine, the
0: TikTok or whatever, the girl was like, can I help you? <laughs> I got to tell you a story about that off the air, <laughs> but I got oh, a, no. I got a story related. Or oh, actual no. story that's related. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that
1: show would come out. I wasn't really into that, but I'm not really into Michael Ely, um, like some people are. So I didn't really watch that. Um, that might have come out around the same time. So I guess uh-huh. we were... It kind of felt like we were having this sort of, like, renaissance and stuff. I don't even think Minority Report got more than one season, which is so irritating, because it's actually pretty interesting. Um, and I did not like that movie. So for me to sit there and watch that... <laughs> Like, I was really invested, and I was so annoyed that it never went past another season. But yeah, just to see that, Nicole has been, like, some other things since then. I know she gets, like, props for being in Shame, which is a movie I did not particularly care for.
0: I Um, liked
1: it. Of course you did, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, like, got kind of, like, bored or whatever, but I feel like I would... If I rewatch that, I might, like, enjoy it a little bit more. And then um, she was in that uh, Black Mirror episode, which I have not seen because I haven't watched Black Mirror in a while. I kind of fell off with it. But apparently she was also, like,
0: one of the best parts about it. Yeah, she, she was the best part about Striking Vipers. Like, I have, I personally have a few issues with Striking Vipers. But if you like, Black Mirror is one of the better episodes of it. Okay, yeah, because this is the one with
1: like not Ashley, but like what the fuck is her name? With Miley Cyrus and she's like some pop star. Is that the same season?
0: Yes, this is the one okay. that has Striking Vipers has Anthony Mackie and Yaya.
1: Yes. E? So See, I would watch it for him and for Nicole. Yeah, know. that's I, that's why I watched it. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so. I heard about it like way later, but like everybody's talked about it so much, I'm like, okay, I got, it. I guess I get it. But like, I haven't watched it, but I should do do that for Nicole because I mean, no,
0: she, ooh, hmm, she, ooh child, she, she's so <laughs> like, she is such a good actress. She is so talented. She's able to pull so much out of these characters and make them feel lived in that these characters are people that you want to know more about. Like, in Miss Juneteenth, you understand Turquoise. You get what Turquoise is doing. You see her struggle. You understand her struggle. You see what she wants for her daughter, Kai, because you understand... Like, we are only seeing, like, a little moment in their lives, but you understand the entire history of it. You get it. You see her hit, like... Her past and you see what she wants for the future of her family um and mm-hmm. you see what she's trying to accomplish through the miss juneteenth scholarship pageant and for a lot of people like there it it can be relatable like in watching their interactions like all she's trying to do is just make the best for her family and she you could see like all of her sacrifices and yeah. she's sacrificing a lot. And there's a moment, too, where she has to make a choice about what she's willing to give up in relation for herself. Like, what what does she want for her too? like? What does she she's been making all these choices about what she wants for her daughter and for her family as a whole. But what does she want for her too in all of this? and not everybody would be able to pull all of that off at once cuz sometimes not every actor or actor actress is able to do that but Nicole is and I'm going I don't say this all willy-nilly about everybody um because I have my faves but she reminds me of like Viola Davis like to me, she's that kind of actress. And mm-hmm. she deserves more. Like, she deserves more roles. I want to see her in more stuff. And hopefully, with all the acclaim that this film has been given, um, we'll see her in more things. Like... Yeah. I, oh, I hope so. I, I hope
1: so. I hope so. Oh, my God. I know. Otherwise, it's just like,
0: ugh, the injustice. She's very versatile, yeah. I feel like. She could do action. She could do drama.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to see her do comedy. Let's switch it yeah, up. Yeah, I think
1: that's the only thing I haven't really seen her do yet, where she's, like, like, a comedic actress. I feel like a lot of... Well, not a lot of black actresses, but I feel like a lot of... Well, yeah. Like, we kind of get skewed towards more, like, drama sometimes. Like, once we get, like, really... <clears throat> like, up in the mainstream or whatever. We get, like... I think a lot of them get, like, skewed towards drama. Like, I know Viola Davis is, like, your go-to dramatic actress. Although, I think... Wasn't she in, like, Troop... Troop... troop? Oh, Troop
0: um, Zero. Yes.
1: Wasn't that yes. supposed to be, like, a comedy, I think?
0: It... Yes. It, it It's a comedy drama. I haven't watched it, so I
1: haven't... I don't know. That was, like, on my list, but, like, shit's gone left, obviously, this year. So, um... She's, she's so loud um god damn it so um so yeah so i would like to see like more comedy in because i feel like if you're like a black woman in comedy it's because you're a comedian yeah so like I, the person i think of obviously is like tiffany haddish but like i feel like there's not really a lot of like go between between like all the different genres and not like you should be like some sort of like multifaceted like i can do this i can do that but i feel like nicole would probably be be really good if she's interested in doing it let us know nicole but let let us know know. tell us (laughs) we're we're interested um but yeah as far as it's being like really relatable i feel like there's a lot of situations that were super relatable um first of all being made to um recite a poem (laughs) a thousand freaking times Girl, shit took me back to church. There's <laughs> so many times I had to be in a skit and say some long monologue or poem and I was like, "Oh, my god, girl, I get it. I get why you don't want to do this cuz it shit sucks."
0: <laughs> like I this took me back a couple places like it took me back to the time I was in a beauty pla- pageant. Who took me us? no. It took me back <laughs> To, like, when I was in a debutante ball. it just, Girl, don't tell me you
1: had a cotillion.
0: Yeah, I was in a cotillion. Ah, my mom would have never. <laughs> and I was, like, like when they were doing, like, the etiquette thing. I was, like, like oh, practicing how to, like, knowing which spoon goes, like, you're supposed to eat with at certain times. And having to, like, we literally took a year worth of classes. Um, mm-hmm. On different subjects and did a lot of um, uh, service projects during that year. Right, and it was it was a lot. It was it was interesting yeah, to I don't see think that. My mom would
1: have ever have ever made me do that only because I just like. I mean. It was like us two, so she'd been like, girl, you're going to have to just, I don't know. <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're only making it so far, so like, I don't think she would have done that. But I don't, I don't know any girls who, do I know any girls who did get Yeah. I don't think so. I feel like that would probably have been some like my older members of my family. Probably did like a beauty pattern or something. But I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, I don't think... I would have liked it <laughs> if she had done it. I think the closest thing I've ever come to something very dressy and super like um, very refined like that was like some quinceanera uh, I went to <laughs> in high school. I had to dress up, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not for, <laughs> this is not something I would have wanted to do." Um, so yeah, that's like that's like two things. I think that's so cute that you were a debutante.
0: Yeah, I like the gloves and the dress and the dance it was a whole thing, a whole thing.
1: It is. I feel like it's a very big deal like for people who participate in it. It's like a whole a whole situation. Um but yeah, that was interesting. I think the whole like <laughs> And she was like, "I'm gonna put some money down on this bill," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, those times, <laughs> not those times."
0: Oh man, like this movie is good, y'all. Like this, this movie is good.
1: Yeah, I think it's nice. I think it's like a nice movie. That's not, like, one of those, I feel, okay, so this is what I'm trying to say. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, I want a movie without trauma and stuff. (laughs) It's like, that movie sounds boring. But I feel like this handles, like, a lot of, like, generational issues in, like, a really real way. Um, Where it's not like you see somebody, like, be, like, murdered (laughs) or anything like that. But I feel like a movie without some sort of, like, conflict is kind of, like, I mean, like, what the fuck do I want to watch that for? <laughs> I I personally don't want to watch that. I get the sentiment. I don't even watch it. But I feel like for somebody who's, like, had, like, a struggle, like, the way it's presented is really well done. Um, the way we find out parts about... Uh, Turquoise's past and what she's had to do to survive are really done well because the first time I watched it I was like I didn't really catch some stuff and I watched it today and I was like oh okay because like there's some like accusations kind of being thrown around about her and I was like when would when did that come out (laughs) like I I don't remember anything about that and I was like what um but yeah so I think it handles a lot of issues in a very um, realistic way. A lot of issues with, like, church people. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. That was an interesting scene, having that, having also experienced something like that as well, personally.
1: I hate that when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get her to come to church. I'm trying to get her. I'm trying to get her. And I'm like, is that really the point? Like, I guess if you're, like, an evangelist, that's more of, like, your, like, thing like a quota or something (laughs) but like um that whole like that whole attitude like uh, uh, i'm triggered i'm triggered (laughs) i hate it um and then there was one more scene what's the scene i wanted to talk about oh i wanted to talk about um the guy there's another guy i don't want to give too much away but since Turquoise works two jobs, there's another guy who's like interested in her, and I guess they've known each other for years, and there's a great scene where he shows it to her house on a fucking horse. <laughs> mm. And I was sitting there, I was like, bitch, I wish somebody would go <laughs> to, to my house on a horse, I would be up on a damn horse so fast.
0: <laughs> like, bruh, that is
1: romance? That's romantical, bitch. <laughs> That is romantical,
0: like that. That's that's romance.
1: That's just chef's kiss. She came out there with her cowboy boots because that is the thing that people do. Um, down here, people will wear cowboy boots as their dress shoes, as their fancy shoes. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, and she had the cutest kind I think they had little butterflies on them like en- embroidered them I was like those shits look like they cost a lot of money um, and I thought that scene was so cute and that immediately was followed up by the scene that you talked about earlier <laughs> and I <I'm> was like romance <laughs> romance
0: black love in all its forms <laughs> Ashley horse romance me you a married Roman romance <laughs> niggas rolling up with a do-rag in front of- romance
1: <laughs> romance riding a squab on some t-
0: romance. romance
1: that is romantical listen you can have your fairy tale um well I mean the horse wasn't white but like you know somebody's <laughs> like trying to sweep you off your feet onto a nice horse you can't even little western wear on um and then you can also have somebody coming down the street bumping some trap music. <laughs> I love his Ready car. Ready to steal oh my off God. of somebody's jaw for you. <laughs> <I love this. laughs> Listen, it was a moment. It was a good moment. Channing, you gave us what we wanted. We didn't you even did. know we wanted it. But now that I've seen it, thank you, girl. <laughs> 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 thank you so much, girl. Um... So yeah, I mean I remember I like usually of course like we say we usually get into like the nitty gritty of the details, we really want people to watch this so we won't spoil too much. I think we've done a good job of not spoiling it. Um Yeah. And as far as like um I don't know, like suggestions. I don't I don't really have one.
0: No. What yeah, I don't have one that really pairs well with this. Right, I, I was like- thinking
1: about like other beauty pageant movies and it's always like done in like a really weird way. Yeah. Like, the mom is obviously trying to recapture some former glory at the expense of her children. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the only one I could think of like off the top of my head is Whip It and that's a completely, totally different movie. That is really not a whole lot to do with beauty pageants at all. So I wouldn't really go up for that one immediately, although that is a good movie. So
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. We recommend that you watch Miss Juneteenth, 2020. It's...
1: Yes. Immediately. Yeah. Don't be Cindy with them coins unless you have to be um, throw a couple dollars at, you know, at this movie, please. hmm Buy it, Just... rent it. It's really everywhere, Um, and hopefully um, Channing gets to make more movies. I know she made this movie off, like, a grant from, like, Sundance, I think, Um, which is really cool um, to, like, see that come about, so that gives me hope that there'll be more movies um, that'll be coming out from that um, fellowship, hopefully with, like, more black female directors.
0: Yeah, we want Um, to see them. We, we really want to see them.
1: Mm-hmm. We need them. Please give us things. Please. You know, I was about to talk about somebody else as a director, but we're not going to do that today. We're going to keep this light and positive. <laughs> not <gonna bring. laughs> I'm not going to bring a certain director into this because, Lord knows, she'd be trying my patience. But I feel um, that, yes, like Brittany said, watch this movie, um, enjoy this movie. I feel like if you, I feel like anybody can get something really good out of this movie, like especially if if you're a young black southerner like myself, um, you'll enjoy this. So Mm -hmm. we give props to everybody involved. Um, And hopefully, y'all like it as much as uh, we did. Yeah. Okay.
0: And as always, guys, thank you all for listening. Um, You can find us anywhere podcasts are streaming so we're available on spotify itunes and soundcloud you can also check us out on twitter at BOK girl Film Club. we're also available on instagram at black girl film club and we if you have like any questions or just want to hit us up you can send us an email at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com and you can visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com
1: yes I guess literally everywhere we are. Yeah, <laughs> we're in so many places. You know, we're working hard for this shit, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we trying, y'all. We trying.
1: So I yeah. No, did you hear that? That that work of God out there? Wait, was that thunder? <laughs> that was thunder. Oh shit! I thought the you moved the mic. Open up. What? <laughs> I thought you moved the mic. Oh no oh is that what's gonna sound like oh shit hopefully it's not too bad um but yeah hit us up we love talking to y'all we love hearing from y'all um and like we said watch this movie yeah say it until y'all watch it
0: please watch I this film tally.
1: i, I want to tally of people <laughs> if you watch Don't it
0: like let us know for real
1: let us know how you felt about it um and yeah, give Channing, give Nicole, give Alexis, give Kendrick um, all the love. Everybody involved. I you know what? I want to say one more thing that we did not get into. Shout out to the woman in the movie who worked at the bar who had a different wig on that matched her outfit, outfit. Betty Ray. Betty Ray, yes. <laughs> I feel you, girl. I feel you. <laughs> to the bottom of my soul. I loved it. She had like kind of the same style and maybe it'd be yellow. She had a yellow shirt with it. I fucked with the vision. Mm-hmm. That's real life. So, um, so yeah. Anything else you want to say about this movie? No,
0: I think that's it. Okay. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>